All right, before we go on to number three, should we go, I mean two, let's go back to number one. The beach mantra or the sound of the chakra is lam. Want to try and say that? Lam. You can almost kind of feel it at the base of the spine. Lam. Uh, Kundalini practitioners do a lot of chanting. Uh, and chanting seed syllables is really a big part of that practice. Um, one of my favorite one is Ramadasa sa se so hung. Yeah. Want to try it? Ramadasa sa se so hung. Almost like you're saying hung, but you kind of. Yeah, hung. Yeah. Interesting. And then you just keep saying it. Right? And do you notice when you're like, um, even when you say lam, right? That um, you are, it's like you want to really tone it. You want to really like exhale, lam, right? You want to kind of like go through it. Do you know what the word Sanskrit means? So Sanskrit means to polish. So it's very interesting because as yoga teachers, we don't, practice as we teach usually so saying sanskrit words has the same effect on your energy there's that word again as practicing so we're americans and most of my um teachers who teach sanskrit languages say that americans sing we don't really chant we don't really say the words properly, so I'm not going to try and say them right um, as we go through and say all of these sayings. But uh, if you attempt to say something, you know, uh, it has that energetic effect even if you're not practicing. So a lot of yoga teachers create a rhythm with the breath, but then they say all the Sanskrit words versus saying like, extended side angle stretch or crescent lunge right you know because that's kind of guttural and kind of trashy but if you say like all the seed syllables and you really start getting into the sanskrit of it then you are polishing your energy without even practicing even though you are practicing it's very cool to me so let's um say the uh, chakra, uh, which is the first chakra, is what color? Red. Red. Um, what is something that happens when it's functioning properly? It works. Wrong. It works. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry. Right. No, that's good. It's grounded. You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, now that we're, we're stable and secure with our root chakra visualization, um, let's say it out loud in Sanskrit. It's Mula, Mula. D, D, Hara. Hara. This is when I feel like uh, Sesame Street with, when they did the words, and you're like, follow the bouncing ball. So Mula, Mula D, 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 Hara. So Mula, D, Hara. Mula Hara. Mula Hara. Mula Hara. Yay. <laughs> oh, you can see I don't need anybody around me. I can entertain myself. All right. So for this second chakra, I'll, re I'll start with the quote that's on the, after the meditation. Do not dwell on the past. Do not dream of the future. Concentrate the mind on the present moment. So this chakra is called the Svadhi Shtana Chakra. Svadhi Shtana Chakra. So if you, I always find if you say something really fast, people think you're saying it right. <laughs> We're probably saying it totally wrong. So Svadhi Shtana. 
own base wheel there are there's this great website and I'll send you a link where it has um, like translation translate English to Sanskrit or Sanskrit to English and they also have it talks to you it's kind of like Google right, where it can like say what it is and teach you how to enunciate so I'll send you a link um, this is own base wheel it's your sacral region near L4 and pelvic plexus and your coccyx it's the six petaled lotus. Our ability to accept people and adapt to change is represented by the sacral chakra, which resides in our lower belly and is orange. There is an enthusiasm for life. Have you ever felt complete happiness and simply overjoyed when you had a really incredible meal that you savored? The sacral chakra represents that feeling. It says, I embrace. When your sacral chakra is balanced, you feel freedom and emotional um, steady, which helps you to show empathy and passion. As you can tell, um, spell check didn't work very well there. But. So this is like your inner child. Sometimes people even say that it's not just your genitals, but it's your hands that are your body parts. But this is a huge part of like, you know, being connected to people and when functioning, like you're really um, very feminine because there's only women in here. And if there was a guy in here, I'd say you're very sexual, right? So it's a sexuality region, confidence, sexual health, storehouse of your collective unconscious and joy. Um, when it's not functioning and it's imbalanced, this is when a lot of that low confidence and your addictions come or dependency. Your emotions are so imbalanced that it could cause a low libido. Taste is supposed to be the um, sense. The element is water, which is really nice, very fluid, right? very descriptive of this area right um, the planet is moon um, essential oils are like rose and um, sandalwood the gems are um, pearls carnelians are really well known for this very feminine divine feminine amber um, the herbs are very interesting. Does anybody on this celery drink kick that everybody's on? No. I just watched the videos mindlessly. Yep. It's so weird you brought it up again. Yeah, sorry. Up well, again. herbs. I've not heard of this yeah. ever, and now it's twice in one day. I know. That sounds yeah. terrible. It's just yeah. they use celery, right? Yep. And what is the why? What's the why? I, I have patients who told me all that. I have no idea. Um, but apparently celery's gone up in price because of this, like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. mm -hmm. it's to balance your pH. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The science side. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which ties into the chocolate. Can you yeah. eat celery? It's good for you know, some food for raisins. Yeah. The concentrated amount, I think, is the is the juicing. Mm. Well, yeah. juicing is the thing. So I have to, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause this for a second. That sounds really good. I like it. I think they're getting sued because of that one. Yeah, yeah. Legitimately, like, burning them. I can imagine. Big time, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, celery can't hurt you, no matter yes. what. No, and no, it's really good. Yeah, so, like, they just, they, I don't know, I like eating it. I have some for lunch tomorrow. You will see me eat celery, yes. Um, but, um pine and poppy and rosemary saffron lots of earthy you know like really ritty things um incense is saffron musical note the metal is tin or aluminum the scents are anise do you like anise i like anise anise or is it anise um the beige mantra of is vom should we try it vom vom 
now we have it right here. We can sing it. Yeah. So we'll do this at the end. We'll go through it like the, and it all corresponds to the keys, the musical keys on a keyboard, right? So as we go through it, it says the musical note is B. It's pretty fascinating and how you see toning comes from the bij mantras. So healing, you can do massages, have orange food and drink, orange gemstones and clothing, red essential oils. Um, poses for this, a lot of fluid motion, hip openers, core work, back bends. Um, revolve triangle is a great one. And pigeon, you know, people love pigeon. And they never know why in class they love pigeon. Do you love <laughs> you do? Oh, but you said you were a runner, right? Yes, that's your taste. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. But uh, pigeon. Um, how about we do a seated pigeon? And uh, um, I want to teach you a little hip circle for kundalini. So if you're propped up, just, you know, really honor your body. Um, just like all of you are having a different experience hearing me talk, um, all of you are having a different physical experience. So as a teacher, really, um, we have to greet everybody for where they're at. So please um, really respect yourself. And um, so kundalini hip circles, you can do with either your feet together or you can do um, your heels in front of your groin sitting in like a sukhasana, the perfect pose. But what it is, it's also sometimes called a Sufi grind, and you move in circles. Try to lead from your belly button. <laughs> and what you would do is you would do like this for two to five minutes, depending, sometimes 15. Did you go the same way? You can. I like, I like balancing it out. So let's switch directions. Okay, and then come on back to center. And um, can I have you all try to um, slowly stand up and I'll show you the revolve triangle. So just slowly come up to standing. So with your revolve triangle, I'm gonna actually have you do this with a partner so a partner can adjust you. Um, so tell your friend if your back is tender tonight so that you make sure um, you can find a new partner or have the same partner. Uh, whomever is going to go first, stand at the top of the mat and place your hands to your hips. And step your left foot back. So you want to be about two and a half, three feet back. Yep, there you go. And then inhale and reach your left arm up high. And as you exhale, take your left hand to your right thigh. Good. Now you can stay right here as you gaze down to the ground. If you want to, take your left hand to your shin. Good. Make sure you're engaging your glutes. If you want to go deeper, take your left hand down to the ground, right or left side of the foot. Left hand is tented up. Take your right hand to your low back. Okay. So now your friend is going to come over and they're going to stand at the uh, left hip and place your right hip to their left hip. And then they are going to take their right arm up high to the sky. Uh, the, the practitioner <laughs> is going to take their arm up high to the sky. Yep. And the teacher has their hip to their hip. And now as their palm is up, you're going to press your hand into their hand and have them twist, twist, twist. So you're a wall, yep. So you're resisting and you're twisting. 
Good. Oh, wow. Does that feel good? Yeah. Feels good, yes? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Can we do both sides? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you're like, we have no time. No, set yourself up the same way. And then as the right foot is back, left hand, left hip, think of your left hand almost in the hip crease, really aligning you as your friend is a wall for you. So you're, there we go. Mm -hmm. Yep. Good. And you're lengthening from the tailbone to the top of the head. So don't just rotate your crown of the head to the sky. Think about rotating from the base of the spine to the top of the head. Good. And then switch. Which side do you want to do first? Oh, you're fine. Yep, yep. Um, meditation that we're going to skip over so that we can do some other fun stuff is when you're working on the sacral chakra the idea is that only through change are we able to evolve so we're really teaching ourselves through this second chakra how to step back and observe but delightfully like with childlike wonderment so I wrote here it's like if you think about a baby bud (laughs) it says baby bud but it's baby bud um, you want to see things new in the brightness and warmth of a new day. And I think as adults, to open our second chakra is really hard because it's a vulnerability, right? So how can we like, literally live in an awesome space, right? Awesome and be in awe of everything at every moment and live just like the front of that other manual that I handed out we'll go through tomorrow is like mindful moments. Moment to moment awareness practice is what life is about and that creates liberation and that's what meditation is. Moment to moment awareness. Clarity doesn't come from thinking about the past or, or, or guessing about the future, right? Coolio. Uh, Manipura, that's pretty easy. Manipura. Yeah, so the jeweled city wheel, which is your solar plexus. This one is yellow, right? And the planet is sun. So it's a 10-petaled lois. Our solar plexus chakra, which is yellow like the sun, is what drives us, gives us energy, and allows us to go. Located in the upper abdomen, where much of our strength and balance is focused, it represents all that it means to be confident. It is also uh, known as our body's business center, because it is associated with ego and worldly success. 
In here, you find positive feelings of self and motivation. It says, I can. When you have balanced the navel chakras, you feel in control and have a high level of self-dignity. Hmm. So it's all about vitality, creativity, personal power, inner strength, instincts, gut feelings. But when it doesn't function, you're in fear and feel uncentered. Uh, this is sugar addictions or insomnia and lack of memory and concentration. Oh, you just described me. That was a joke. Um, so the sense of sight and the element of fire, grains and dairy and spices are very good for this chakra. Uh, moonstone, amber, topaz, smoky quartz. The herbs like ginkgo or milk thistle or dandelion and ginger. The musical note is A and the beej mantra is Ram. So now we have Lam, Vam, Ram. Ram, Ram, Ram. Sita, Sita Ram, Sita Ram. Sita's always in love with Ram. They go back and forth. Sita Ram, Sita Ram. There's a great cartoon, but Ram. Ram, Ram. Is this where, my understanding is, is that this is where the ego is, too? Mm hmm And so yep. one way, I, that's always how we remember this one, when, um, like, manipulate. Uh-huh. So that's awesome. Yeah. And it's the place of fire and power and will. So when we talk tomorrow, <clears throat> Patanjali is always shown sitting on a three-coiled snake. So you have to uncoil the three coils in order to get to the higher states of consciousness. So three is a, yeah, ego. So things that help to open this chakra are fluid motion, once again, hip openers, boat pose. We did a little boat pose when we all adjusted each other. Um, wood chopper pose, stomach crunches, any planks. I'm not going to make you all do planks because in our inversion practice, you'll be doing lots of planks. I'll show you wood chopper. Laughing, jogging, nope. So wood chopper is everybody stand up. Okay, the mudra um, that is uh, Kepsana Mudra, in the interlace your fingers, release your next fingers, thumbs are crossed, reach your arms up nice and high to the sky, right? And so a lot of times we do this in yoga classes um, to stretch and just do half moon. But what this mudra is, is it's to release negativity. It's almost as if your body is steam, right? And if you want things to get um, burn off, it's, uh, it's like incense. The top of your fingers are that uncoiling and that release of the burning off of the dregs, the things that no longer serve you. So I like to think of like a building that's got a smokestack. And this is your kind of like um, negativity. When you teach this to kids, it's not so good because they like to use it as a gun. Mm -hmm. So you just interlace their hands, right? But as you inhale, breathe in. And have your feet a little bit more than frontal hip bone distance apart. Inhale, breathe in. And then exhale, you're going to open your mouth. And you're going to go, huh, like you're chopping wood. <sighs> and bring your hands through. Good. Inhale, reach up. Okay, are you now? <laughs> so we have to do this kind of fast. So are you ready? Mm -hmm. Inhale. <laughs> Find your rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> and now think of all the things you want to let go. <laughs> and every ha is a release and an exhale. To let go of that stuff that no longer serves you. 
But you really have to ha There you go, gutturals. Let it go, gutturals. And find a couple more. And come on up. And just shake it off. That was kind of good. It's kind of like the version of Breath of Joy. Yes. <laughs> I like that your hair is a little wild and crazy right now, Jessica. Sorry. <laughs> You're yeah. sorry. Yeah. It is kind of, it's really fun though, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And so you can also like name that stuff if you wanted to, you know, when you're on your own. But there are times that we are playing together all out loud. So you have to really like focus on like having a sacred space to do that. And um, in a lot of classes um, where you don't say anything out loud, you can do breath of fire. Exhale down, inhale up, exhale down, inhale up. Or you can switch it, inhale up, exhale down, just depends. But if you do that like for a long time, from two to five minutes, it's pretty profound. You can feel I buzzy. I, I know you can feel yeah. it buzzy. Yeah. 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 So the idea of this and the meditation that you would do as you move through the solar plexus chakra, it's about feeling bright and radiant. And as you just felt warm and hot like the sun, your body is filled with divine light. So you're letting go of limiting patterns and beliefs, but you're letting go of like, uh, you know, all of that clogged stuff so that you can get the fire in your belly, your drive, your ambition. So like there's ego, but then there's also like your soul's purpose. So the fire in the belly is a good thing if it's not coming from a place of ego. Like having a community where people can gather to do um, mindfulness practices and to create a sense of new awareness and a deeper understanding so that we can rise up and do cool shit. Like that's a good kind of fire in the belly. Yeah? yeah. So... Um, when you are content to be simply yourself and don't compete or contend, you will gain true respect. Lao Tzu. Anahata. Right? So this chakra is um, also the name that is the precursor for um, a happy baby pose. Anahata. Right? Happy baby pose. Um, joy, right? The wheel of the unstruck sound, heart plexus. It's a 12-petaled lotus. Does anybody want to read some of this stuff by chance? Okay. The heart chakra, located in the chest center near the heart, represents our ability to love and to give. Everything that love is comprised of, all that it entails, compassion, empathy, etc., is housed here. Like the annual and perennial flora and fauna, it is green, fresh, and as natural to us as the plants are to the earth. It says, I love. The chakra that is the connection between matter and spirit. When the heart chakra is properly balanced, you will find yourself to be more compassionate, friendly, and a good communicator. Mm, that's so pretty. So in a lot of yogic philosophy, there's a lot of threes, right? And in, uh, we also, in uh, the culture that we live in that is more like a, a Christian, Catholic in nature, um, is the Holy Trinity, right? So the idea of triangles are really, really huge. And um, in um, the connection, as it said here, of matter and spirit, what they do a lot is they show two triangles and the center is a little dot and that's the heart. It's kind of cool. So that there's two triangle shapes but they're always connected through the heart. And most people, when we are um, dealing with them, are disconnected from their head and their heart. Right? So we are separate triangles and we're trying to get people to be more heart-centered, heartfelt, 
live wholeheartedly. You know, I just keep going on all these cool words, right? <laughs> but it's pretty fascinating. Thank you for reading that. So it's like um, working your lungs and your reproductive organs. It's when functioning, it's all about love and compassion and safety and trust and adventure and all that yummy goodness stuff. And one of the hardest things in this intimate space is to forgive. And that's a huge, huge part of a lot of um, Buddhist and um, uh, 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 I want to say Vipassana, like uh, Thai or um, different Eastern cultures techniques is metta, practicing metta, which means loving kindness. So uh, that's a really challenging thing to forgive someone, right? So that's a huge part of this chakra is to open up to a higher state of functioning um, and ba be balanced. You have to forgive. <clears throat> Most importantly, you have to forgive yourself. And I think that's really interesting because, and we'll talk a lot about this when we talk about the sutras, but a lot of people are really, really good at being kind to others, but not very kind to themselves. <clears throat> and that's our day-to-day -day job, is to really master the mind by giving it a job. And that's the body-brain connection and getting into your heart. Uh, the challenge when not functioning is, is hopelessness, distrust, detached. Um, and the sense of touch, the element of air. Uh, it's a gazelle. <laughs> and the essential oils are like eucalyptus and geranium and peppermint. Peppermint is always a good uplifter, right? Mm -hmm. <coughs> Leafy greens and are a good food for it. Color is anything green. Tourmaline, uh, malachite, emeralds, all these really pretty colors. Um, Jade eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jade eggs. So good for a center Yeah, just say, balance your anahatta yes. chakra with yes. Jade eggs. Yes. Yes. Um, the idea of herbs um, here is um, burdock root has always been something that I cook with in um, kitchery or like any kind of grounding food that I make um, like has anybody ever had kitchery? No. It's kind of like the celery concept. It's like if you really want to get yourself back to zero and get your pH levels balanced and you want to just have something that's really simple um, you can take, um, like all kinds of different veggies and you cook it and then you just drink the broth. Oh, I've heard of that. Right? Okay. Yes. So that's kind of like, but the, another thing that works really well is if you take burdock root, daikon, mung beans, um, and, um, uh, turmeric and like, uh, quinoa and you make like just a really simple meal that you can eat for several days. That also is very good for um, balancing you out. Burdock is a really magical kind of a thing. What, so it's an herb, right? It's a root, okay. yeah. But it's, I mean, it's an herb too, but you, you can, people use it as herbs or a root. Okay. You can get it at the grocery store. It looks like a twig. Garlic. Can't get it at our grocery store. I was store. just gonna say, no, has <laughs> that. I have, I can email you guys some menus. Um, the musical note is G. The scents are like lavender, almond, lemongrass, rose. The beige manta is yum. Yum. I always think of yummy. Yum. Yum. Uh, it's healing is family time, spending your time in nature, going on walks. Um, wearing green clothing, uh, earthy um, essential oils, or a pine candle, right? So a good pose to help with this chakra is to, <laughs> uh, I like washer and dryer, um, 
alternate nostril breathing, practicing your bandhas, right? Appreciation, empathy, compassion, meditations. Um, let's do camel. Is that, are we too wound up to do camel? We could do bridge too, but any heart opener. Should we pick? Yeah. So um, whether you're in camel or you go into a bridge, really think about this space and how would you communicate to lead from this spot, right? Versus just saying drop back into a camel or push your hips up into a bridge because the parts that are protruding aren't really the parts that we're working on, right? So because if you're in a bridge, it's usually you're thinking about your hips or your shoulders, or if you're in a um, camel, it's the adjustment of moving the hips forward or protecting the neck. But how would you, as a teacher, how would you cue being more heart-centered into it, you know? It's kind of fascinating to think about. And then after you come out of the pose, let's do um, a child's pose. And what I will have us do is that, um, we'll all do child's pose for like five deep breaths and then I'll teach you a adjustment for child's pose that you probably already know, but we'll do it anyways. Is it just coincidence that often in yoga practice I notice in any hard poses is where a yoga teacher will remind you that of your intention that you said. Oh, yeah. You know, like kind of. That's a good one, yeah. I think um, it's a great way to bring you back to the reason you're there versus the physicality of it. People practice a lot of times for the hero physique, but then they don't really realize the energetic and profound subtle things that happen <clears throat> all right so let's have do you want to work with your mom and sure. then you two will work together and um left and right do you want to come up to the front and work here so one person is on the ground and the other person is, can I, you be a demo? Yep. Okay. So, um, and will you just rotate your butt the other direction? What direction? Uh, so that your butt oh, yeah. your hands are in your hands. <laughs> right yeah. And in this one, you're putting your logo to logo. So you're slowly, oh, that felt good. Laying out, mm -hmm. and then her hands are under her. But if I take her arms and kind of straighten them, or oh, your arms are straight, mm -hmm. you can stretch out their shoulders as you stretch. So you're both getting a benefit from it, from the weight. You want to try that? Well, that's so good, Ange. She's not coming yeah. back. <laughs> So just put your booties toward the center because there's not enough space in the back. And then um, will you be partnered with her now? So we'll kind of switch it up and you get to feel other bodies. Watch bodies first. Watch bodies, touch bodies. That's how we learn. Okay, I didn't get to see you do it. So oh, okay. The radio put radio. tailbone to tailbone. Oh <laughs> I'm getting nervous to put my full weight on you. How's that? Okay, tell me to break you. Yeah. You're not going to hurt anybody. Okay. And then grab her arms. That's yeah. my new favorite thing. You're like, come over. They're pretty much. I know, it's wild, right? It's not too much. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. So it's as much. It's as much as a stretch for the um, receiver as much as it is for the giver. Yeah. Yeah. I can teach my dog. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. 
Did that work? Do you want to go into it? Okay, so you just tell me how it started. No, I'm going to keep the stories. I think it's hard. Too much. I don't want to be Yep, and so we can all start this sit Are you okay? Yeah, I'm totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm like, oh, that Give feels good. Hand. Hand. <laughs> Give me your hands. Let me do it. So, tailbone to tailbone. Yep. So, think about the um, upper. I'm teach my dog to sit. Okay. Sure when I make house okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready before. Yep. <laughs> Michelle's all, Michelle will get touched any. She's like, yeah, touch me more. Touch me more. Wow, oh, that's awesome. You also have really slippy pants on. Yeah. <sighs> I was still just seated. Yes, that felt good. I think it's perfect. Okay, good. It's funny that you say that, Lori, because I have personal space issues. Really? <laughs> <laughs> protective energy field yeah. too you yeah. know that you've worked to build up those boundaries because yeah mm -hmm. awesome okay diving deeper so when you're working on these poses that are listed here you're also focusing on <laughs> getting rid of any unstuck you know sound any energy that is like really needs to go so that you can tap into love and peace and serenity and on the um meditation it says you want to send yourself loving thoughts may i be happy may i be free from fear may i be safe and protected and may the merits of my practice benefit all beings so it's a very healing practice for yourself as much as it is for others. The heart is a gateway, and as the doors are open, see the shining radiance of divine love pouring over your entire being. It fills and surrounds you with peace, grace, joy, and beauty. So, I don't, uh, William Ho, how, how, how? If you want a deep, intimate relationship with another, First, become aware of who you are. Oh, did you hear that little violin? <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Awesome. So now the um, fifth chakra, right? The Vishuddha chakra. Vishuddha. Yeah. It's the wheel of purity or pure wheel. It's your throat. It is a 16-petaled lotus. Does anybody want to read this one? I will. Okay. The throat chakra, which is blue, represents another important human aspect and ability, the art of communication. Creating and maintaining relationships, vocalizing about injustice, and teaching others are all under the guidance and direction of the throat chakra. Our truth and the way in which we express ourselves is signified by the throat chakra. It says, I speak. When the throat chakra is properly balanced, you'll find it easy to express yourself because of your clear thinking and intuition. So this is all, thank you. This is all about sound, communication, creativity. As we're starting to move up into more of this spiritual realm is truly affecting the spiritual body, right? So it's your ear, your hearing, your skin, your mouth. So if you're not speaking your truth, you have eruptions, right? So like rashes or zits or, you know, all that good stuff. 
Um, when functioning, your truth is sound and self-expression. It's a very healing space. Um, leadership, um, because obviously if you're functioning, everything is purifying. Everything goes where it needs to go through you. Um, when not functioning, this can be a lot of nervousness and anxiety, um, attention deficit disorders, uh, poor coping skills, feeling uh, isolated. Um, you know, when uh, people describe anxiety and they describe how it feels, a lot of time it's a burning in the chest, right? It's not my heart feels bad or, um, you know, sometimes it's your tummy because your tummy is, um, you know, that vagus nerve connection. But a lot of times it's that burning sensation in the chest, right near the throat. It's like you're not speaking your truth, so you're like all trapped, right? The sense is um, hearing. Uh, the planet is Venus. Um, lavender, blue chamomile, tea tree, uh, fruit. And um, the color is blue. So all of these beautiful blue stones that are like water. Um, very ether-like, right? Airy and flowing. Um, the herbs are like cinnamon and sandalwood. The incense is sandalwood. The musical note is F. This doesn't have any um, metal because it's ether, right? Uh, the scent. Um, hmm? Oh. Oh. Um, is like um, frankincense. Uh, oh, I mixed some stones with that. Sorry. Um, the beach mantra is hum. Um, on this one, they say it is, uh, so it's that two, uh, hum. Oh, uh, yeah, this one says it differently. I apologize. Bless you. Um, so it's uh, this beautiful blue blossoming space. Um, the healing is singing, uh, conversations, collecting uh and um having chamomile on you it's funny because it, it the blue disappears it doesn't look blue but chamomile tea chamomile um yoga poses for the throat chakra a lot of it is chanting chanting mantras um uh om mani padme home sorry it spell checked it um uh, loka samasta sukhinom bhavantu you all know that one. So Om Mani Padme Home is is a uh, Thai uh, more for like um, people. Uh, it's a mantra for um, being a jewel in the lotus. Loka Samasta Sukhinom Bhavantu. May all beings everywhere be happy, peaceful, and free. And um, that's usually like a lot of people sometimes in classes with that. Jess, when you, so um, the one just above that, you, what is the correct spelling that, that goes with that? that Omane Padme Hom. So it's the in, yeah. Uh, no, it's the same as the chant, H-U-M. Omane oh. Padme Hom. H-U-M, sorry. So to align with this chakra, um, you're working on... Um, like a really intense vinyasa flow can help you to kind of open up the Shishumna Nadi and your Hara line. And then you would want to do like um, deep breath work practices. So uh, plow pose and ca camel pose, you know, all these things with neck things, right? Bridge, um, fish pose, um, is anybody, do you even teach fish pose? So fish pose is, it's, it's always challenging and a lot of people get really afraid of it. Um, but uh, if you take and bring your hands underneath your behind, 
and keep your feet down like as if you're going into bridge. Press into your elbows and you arch your head back. Then you're in a space of safety, right? And then when your hands release and your legs straighten and your arms come up, you're not taxing out your neck. It's really getting into that endocrine system part, right? So your thyroid and your parathyroid, and you're really getting into like cleansing. And then you would lay down after fish, and you would lay down and do a little mini shavasana. Um, do you want to do little nice neck rolls? Those are always nice and compassionate. Okay, let's try little nice neck rolls. Um, does anybody have the time? Oh, okay. So we're going to cruise. <laughs> All right. So take and draw your um, chin to your chest. Slowly take and bring your right ear towards your right shoulder. And on your next exhale, bring your chin towards your chest. And exhale, roll your left ear towards your left shoulder. But it's not a bring your shoulder to your ears or your ears to your shoulders. You're just gently finding the subtleties. Bring your head back to center. And then slowly draw your gaze back. So it's just simple, right? But things you can do at the um, desk, kind of at work. Um, you're trying to fill your mind up with the vibrations that remove obstacles, limiting your self-expression. So that's like singing hum in the car. No one knows that you're singing in the car. Singing in the car is good. Um, you are free to be whole and complete within yourself. Patanjali had stated once that by practicing yoga, impurities dwindle away and the light of wisdom dawns. So is it also my understanding like if my throat chakra is like in overdrive, like I speak too much, I say too much, I don't listen enough, and I would do things then like plow pose to help to to well, yeah. that, right? And this is true for all to balance for all chakras, right? So like if something's in overdrive, you're going to do things that are going to start to balance it by like doing postures that would close close it more, right? Or bring it into check. So whether it's positive or negative, whether it's hyperactive or underactive, if you do that pose, it will help to find the equanimity. Okay, so even if, like, let's say my throat chakra is in overdrive, yeah. like even doing quad pose or something like that is still going to help bring it balance. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Or something to open it. Yes. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because the idea is you just want to get it to turn properly. Okay. Yep. So you're flushing it. Got it. Um, the Anja chakra is your. Yep. Anja. Yep. So it's your command will, it's your third eye, the eye of Shiva. This is sometimes known as the Guru chakra or how a teacher contacts the disciple telepathically. Mm. It's located at the brain core midway between the eyebrows, so your hypothalamus and your pituitary plexus. It's the two-petaled lotus. The third eye chakra, which is often drawn with a beautiful purple and is located in the forehead between the eyes, is the chakra that is responsible for our ability to focus, yet simultaneously appreciate the grand panoramic view of things. It guides self-awareness and a fulfillment of the needs of each of the other chakras. It says, I see. When balanced, you may dream a lot and find yourself in, uh, in tune <laughs> with your sixth sense. Associated with wisdom, the mind and the sense of individuality. So there is something called prajna, P-R-A-J-N-A, and it's where wisdom dawns. And it's the idea is that when the um, Ida and the Pingala, um, these serpent snakes that are uncoiling, when they cross at the Anja Chakra, that's where the fire of wisdom and intelligence 
blossoms. So they say that a lot of people can practice, but if they don't get that movement of the chakras all the way up to here and that spark, then nothing really happens until it gets up to that point. It's pretty fascinating. Because it's really easy to do things that are base and root, but to make it past the heart and get up through that unstuck sound and then whoosh, that's where the, like the illumination starts. So clarity, intuition, insight, um, dreams, psychic abilities. Uh, do you have friends who have uh, migraines, mm -hmm. headaches, um, any kind of really bad challenges um, in that area? Uh, is when they're imbalanced. The element of light, uh, owls can see it in the night. So there's that like third eye, that open awareness. Uh, foods, I didn't know air is a food, but air is a food. Uh, indigo is the color. Really pretty moonstones, mother of pearl, all these beautiful gems like amethyst. Um, the smell is like cloves and rosebuds, yarrow. Uh, uh, the incense is uh, glenglow. Musical note is E. The metal is silver. Lilac is one of the scents. And the sound is moving into, see now here, it's, that's where it says home. It, it's om, A-U-M, because both of them move into that higher states of consciousness. So the um, Shastra uh, Chakra and the um, Bij Mantra of uh, Anja sometimes are often both om. The um, poses that we do with this are more of the kind of like uh, levitating poses, right? So like uh, dolphin or titibasana, um, uh, and then meditations with color. Do you guys, have you ever done like a yantra meditations? Mm -hmm. So these designs, uh, these symbols, are um, sometimes called yantra. So yantra is where you visualize, it's almost like staring at a, um, a picture, and then that in turn uh, kind of triggers your energy systems to have a, a certain effect on your body. You're all like, hmm. <laughs> Um, the idea of this meditation is that you are really trying to be like what Plato once stated. In every human, there is an eye of the soul, which is more precious far than 10,000 um, bodily eyes, for by it alone is truth seen. So you're diving deep into the eyes of intuition, and you're finding grace, so that in order to see, you have to stop being in the middle of the picture. The idea of drishti, which we talk about in class a lot, drishti can be defined as pure seeing, P-U-R-E, pure. And that idea of when you are open and you have that pure seeing, it's like magic. It's unbelievable. Uh, then we move into um, the shahastra chakra. Shahastra. I know it's Sahasra. It kind of sounds like a T, but there's no T. Sahasra. Um, thousand spoked wheel, thousand petal lowest, crown of the head, and your cerebral cortex. It has a thousand petals on the image. Um, so, do you know why the lotus pose is such a big deal? So um, the idea is that a lotus flower, huh? Yeah, 
That's really good, right? So it's those roots of the lotus flower underneath go into the murk and the mire and it's gross and disgusting. And how could a, something so beautiful rise up from such caca, right? And that's exactly what this kind of, um, uh, the Sahastra is talking about is that a thousand petal lotus flower can rise up from the most traumatic, most disgusting of circumstances where there's hardly any water, right? Or where life just seems like it can't be overcome and I'm never going to be able to get over this challenge um, to say like, well, look at this flower. It has gone above and beyond to make it through because you have this within you. And that's the idea. It's like you can shine like a thousand petal lotus flower and rise above anything that you need to because as it says, I am. The crown chakra located at the top of the head is represented by a prismic blend of all the colors. It is our highest selves. And as being connected with each other, the earth and the universe, the crown chakra embodies all we strive to be and the capabilities that we have yet to achieve to find pure bliss. Authentic self and enlightenment, free consciousness, transcending the brain and nervous system, and freedom, moksha, all is one. It's your nirvana body. That's where they got the name for the band. <laughs> um... The body is, it's the entire central nervous system, right? When functioning, you're blissed out and you just kind of roll with the punches because you're connected with the universe and you have this optimism and this awareness. So when you are practicing yoga and you get into this can-do attitude, it literally lights up the prefrontal cortex and sends serotonin through your body. When you're in a poopy mood and you say negative things all the time, you're gonna start sending cortisol and you start getting in that broken record of negativity. But if you have a can-do attitude and you find the positive in the negative, then that's when you really start blossoming like that lotus flower. The challenge is all the bad stuff, the ego, confusion, um, all kinds of icky stuff because the sense is thought. And when you go into some of the foods, it says fasting, but please eat. Um, color, purple and violet. Gems are amethyst, again, diamonds. Uh, the herbs are cloves and myrrh and peppermint and rosemary and sandalwood. The incense is peony. The musical note is D. And the um, metal is platinum or gold. The Bija Mantra is your Om. And the healing is maybe focusing on dreams. This is when a lot of intention setting or goal setting stuff starts. Um, the yoga poses for this is more headstands, which is the king of the practice, where you're getting into that top point um, that um, uh, there's a, a reflexology point up here that literally if anything is a pain in your behind, you're supposed to press on it and it gets you to freedom. So that's headstands are huge, but it's repurposing and flipping perspectives. And then a lot of these are candle gazing or um, uh, meditating is a great, um, uh, like mandala gaze. That's what I was trying to think of, maze, that mandala, that yantra practice. That's a great way to um, help align the chakra. And then in the mindful moment practice is that you're really seeing yourself under this umbrella of the thousands of radiances of light above your head where you're just living effortlessly and every pore of your being is filled with unlimited potential. And there's a Sanskrit proverb that says, gracious one, pray your head is an empty shell wherein your mind frolics infinitely. The mantra on the second page, or the very last page, says Om. For Om? Crown on the chart that you have on the next page in the book. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, um, 
So that's what's really interesting about when you start researching and diving into all of this stuff. Everybody has a different kind of a opinion or thing. Um, so because this one is different than the one that I wrote and that I grew up with. Yeah. So. In my teacher training, I was taught it was no sound. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It was like. 